Introducing the new way to play Daily Fantasy with Jack Market. Jack Market is where Daily Fantasy Sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with users in real time. Make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live for NBA and PGA, and NFL contests are coming in week one. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jack Market now in the App Store. Android coming soon. Walking you through the middle rounds at wide receiver on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello everyone, happy Friday, welcome into another episode of Fantasy Football in 15 here at The Athletic. It is Friday, September 4th, inside one week to the start of the NFL season DVR. Next week is NFL Week Zero, we are super excited. I'm Michael Beller, you already heard me refer to my co-host, he is DVR Derek Van Riper. How you doing man, happy Friday. Happy Friday indeed, ready to enjoy a nice long weekend. Yeah man, it's uh, looking ahead, right? This is the last one, because next weekend... The NFL season is underway. We are super pumped for that. Again, six days. Kansas City Chiefs, Houston Texans get things started. And then just a couple of days after that, our first full Sunday. So we are absolutely ready. Of course, this is still a big draft weekend ahead. And we're going to do something a little bit different on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. No huge news coming out of Thursday's training camp. So instead of running you through some of the same old injuries, some of the same old backfields, we're going to take a look ahead to drafts. Of course, a lot of you probably have drafts this Labor Day weekend. And happy holiday to everyone out there. We are going to help you in a spot where it seems like a lot of people are going to be fishing, and that is in the middle rounds at wide receiver. We have talked quite a bit about how this is a great year to go running back, running back early because those guys are so reliable. Those real true workhorses are up there, and if you don't get one of those guys, you are going to be left hunting in the David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell uh, range of players where a lot of us have been trying to to avoid getting in. And what that means is that that group of wide receivers is going to be very popular. And one way we know that is by taking a look at ADP. You can go from DJ Moore, who is wide receiver 11, all the way down to Jarvis Landry, who is wide receiver 32, right? That is 22 receivers, and they cover just about 40 spots of ADP. So within 40 picks, you are seeing more than half of them ate up by wide receivers. It is very easy to say, you know what? I'll get two running backs and I'll sit back. I'll get DJ Moore. I'll get DJ Chark. I'll get AJ Green and I'll have a super great receiving core. But guess what? A lot of people want DJ Moore and DJ Chark and AJ Green and Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf and Cortland Sutton. You're not the only person in your league who wants those guys. So we're going to try to help you plan out a plan of attack for getting three guys who you are very happy about in that range of players. The way we're going to do it is like this. We are going to assume a mid-round draft spot in a 12-team league and tell you who we are targeting in each group of three and who we would fall back on if that player isn't there for us. So, DVR, let's look at the first group of receivers. As I said, 22 receivers, so we've divided them into you know vaguely three equal groups. You look at that first group of guys, who is the one guy who you're targeting most strongly in that group? You know, DJ Moore is that guy that I want. I am the person that you described in some ways where I expect to get him, but there's a very good chance I don't. The reason I like DJ Moore the most of that bunch and the reason I think the market likes DJ Moore the most of that bunch is he's clearly the number one receiver 
in Carolina. We saw it last season, 87 catches, 1,175 yards, only four touchdowns. I think there's plenty of room for growth in that department. And I think he's so versatile. He can run short and intermediate routes. He can take those downfield routes and make big plays too. I think he'll have that quick rapport with Teddy Bridgewater. We're talking about quarterback play a year ago with a lot of Kyle Allen that just was not good in Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater will be a better quarterback than Kyle Allen by a pretty wide margin. So I think that gets me excited about this entire group of Carolina pass catchers. But DJ Moore in particular, I think he's a good, if not very good, efficient receiver. Looking at that yards per target number each of the last two seasons at 9.6 yards per target as a rookie, 8.7 yards per target last season with that aforementioned poor quarterback play. I think he's actually got a shot at 100 catches. I think he's got a shot at going over 1,300 yards. And I think there's really no reason why DJ Moore couldn't pull in eight or more touchdown passes this season as well. So I just think he ticks all the boxes you're looking for in a guy that could make the leap and actually be firmly inside that top 10 group of wide receivers next season. Yeah, I'm a big Moore fan as well. think uh, really going back to his days at Maryland has always been a guy who has delivered uh, what is expected of him and then some, and I like him a lot this year. Bad defense, too, in Carolina. I look at Adam Thielen in this group, and this group generally includes includes Moore, Ridley, uh, Adam Thielen, Juju, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper. I look at Adam Thielen here and just see a guy who could easily get 170 targets this season. Stephon Diggs is gone. You're looking at a pass-catching group that includes behind Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, B.C. Johnson, no one who is going to command any sort of big-time looks from Kirk Cousins the way that Stephon Diggs did, right? And Adam Thielen was still a target monster when he had another guy getting 130 looks in his offense. He still had Adam Thielen getting 140, 150 targets from Kirk Cousins. With Stephon Diggs gone and Thielen clearly the number one receiver in Minnesota, I think that we're looking at 170 targets, right? We talk about the other NFC North big-time number one receivers in Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson and talk about how those guys are going to be target monsters. Well, let's not forget about Adam Thielen. NFC North has some very clear number one receivers up and down the division. Adam Thielen is going to be one of those guys. Injuries from last year do concern me a bit, but not to override what he was pre-injury and what he is with this volume. Adam Thielen, my preferred target of these guys. Let's move on to group number two. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have time to tackle backup. So we look now at group number two. Let's start with A.J. Brown here. DVR go down to Robert Woods, D.K. Metcalf, D.J. Chark, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, and Keenan Allen. That'll be our next group of guys. Which one of these jumps out at you most? It's actually DJ Chark. I mean, I think with Jacksonville, it's a defense that's going to have all sorts of trouble getting stops. It's a running game that now is a big question mark in terms of who actually handles the backfield with Leonard Fournette gone. And I think there's going to be plenty of volume for Gardner Minshew through the air. DJ Chark is his clear-cut number one receiver. He's extremely talented, too. We're not just talking about a guy that's going to be good because he's in an optimal situation. If you put DJ Chark on a better team, he'd probably get closer to where DJ Moore goes in drafts. I think quarterback play is really the only thing that can hold him back. He's already shown he can play at a very high level in suboptimal circumstances. 73 catches in 15 games last year, got over 1,000 yards, pulled in eight touchdown passes, eight and a half yards per target. 17 of those 73 catches went for 20 or more yards. So we're talking about chunk yardage. You get all the things you want from DJ Chark. Air yards per game, very high, 94.2 last season. 
huge percentage of his team's targets. That's not going to change this year. The other pass catchers in that offense are capable, but they're not guys who are going to really challenge him for that number one job. Uh, LaVisca Chenault as a rookie I think is really interesting, but not a threat to Chark as the number one receiver. Chris Conley is more of a role guy. D.D. Westbrook's kind of just a slot guy at this point. So a clear number one on a bad team with a quarterback who takes shots. Gardner Minshew chucked it in Mike Leach's offense at Washington State in college. I think he's going to get a lot of chances to play that way for the Jags this year, and Chark is going to reap the benefits of that. Yeah, with a quarterback who he's already had success with, too, I am totally with you on DJ Chark. guy will be happy to have on any teams, but not the guy who I would take first in this group of players. I would actually go one spot down in ADP, which is also just about one full pick down by ADP. So really, basically, back-to-back, these guys are being drafted a, a lot of times. It's Cortland Sutton, third-year receiver for the Denver Broncos, had himself an excellent Second year in the league, 72 grabs, 1,112 yards, six touchdowns through the air. And what really jumps out at me when I look at Cortland Sutton, beyond the obvious talent and entering his third year and thinking that he could take a step forward, that Drew Locke should take a step forward, and that this could be one of the most fun offenses in the league in Denver. Look at what happened to him at the end of the season. The last six games for the Denver Broncos, here are Cortland Sutton's game logs by reception, target, yards, touchdown. 18-27-0, That has nothing to do with Cortland Sutton and everything to do with the offense that was around him in Denver last year. Put simply, there was just no other reliable downfield options in this offense. Noah Fant was still a rookie tight end who was really only playing in spurts and wasn't really a consistent part of the offense. And after Emmanuel Sanders was gone, there was just no one in this passing game who could take attention away from Cortland Sutton. He was just constantly dealing with brackets, dealing with double teams, getting the biggest attention from the opposing defense. And I do think that that is going to be the case again this year. He is that team's best receiver. But this year, a big difference is they have other players who can make defenses pay if they are only thinking about Cortland Sutton. Of course, the first-round pick, Jerry Judy. You have a second-year Noah Fant. You have a running game that now features not only Phillip Lindsay. But Melvin Gordon, that is going to force defenses to play a whole lot more straight up, a whole lot more honest, and not just honor Cortland Sutton as this team's only weapon. They're going to get K.J. Hamler back early in the season, perhaps as early as week one. And this was another guy who was a high pick in his own right, a third-round pick, someone who this team expects to have a meaningful role on the team. And I don't see the additions of Judy and K.J. Hamler as being a sign that this team wasn't fully happy with Cortland Sutton. I see it as a sign of them being uh, aware of the fact that Cortland Sutton needs help. As good as he is, he can't do it alone. I think some of that attention being drawn away from him ends up making him a whole lot more efficient, a whole lot more explosive, and doesn't really threaten that 124 target load that he had last season. I really like that for him. And again, an offense that we see as ascending. So Cortland Sutton is my favorite of this group. And just to recap one more time, this group includes A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, D.K. Metcalf, D.J. Chark, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, 
and Keenan Allen. We will get on to the third group of receivers, but first, fantasy football draft season is here, and our partners at Manscaped are with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an LED light on it. You can get 20, uh, 20% off, excuse me, and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code THEATHLETIC20. We'll talk about this third group of receivers in just a second. All right, DVR, let's wrap things up here. Our third group of receivers in these middle rounds begins with Marquise Brown, then goes to T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Boyd, Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs, Michael Gallup, Will Fuller, and wide receiver number 32, Jarvis Landry. Who you targeting out of this bunch? This is a, a great group of receivers here. Uh, Tyler Boyd, though, I mean, what more could you want? Like, the situation at quarterback is much, much better with Joe Burrow taking over. A healthy A.J. Green takes top coverage away from Tyler Boyd. Boyd proved that he can actually handle Green not being there. So if Green gets hurt, you're not completely uh, losing all of your interest in having Boyd locked into your lineup, especially, again, with Burrow at quarterback and the offense having a higher floor week to week. And like we talked about with Jacksonville, that is a Cincinnati defense that is putrid. They are going to struggle to get stops. They are going to be very shootout-prone and they have the weapons to do it. I think Cincinnati's ascent to become one of the league's more exciting offenses is going to end up being one of the best storylines of this 2020 season. So I look at Tyler Boyd at that price. I am all in right there. And I do like some of the fallbacks here. They do different things, but Devontae Parker showed us he's clearly a number one. We talked about Stephon Diggs, uh, I think, a few episodes back. I like him at this price as well. So I feel really confident in a couple of the alternatives who go in the same range. Yeah, doing different things is really, I think, an operative phrase for this group of guys because I think depending on what you've done to this point of your draft will help determine what you are looking for out of this wide receiver because we're talking about pick number 60 and beyond. So no matter where you are in a 12-team league, you've made at least four picks before you're thinking about these guys. So you need to shoot for some upside? Marquise Brown absolutely qualifies there. You're feeling pretty good about your team's upside and you just need you know a safer floor sort of guy? How about Jarvis Lance? How about Tyler Boyd, your guy here? There are a lot of different routes to go in at this wide receiver position in this range of the draft. In a vacuum, I look at these guys, and the one guy who jumps out at me, other than Tyler Boyd, who would be my answer too, I got to be honest, and I want you to know that it's a slam dunk. I'm with you on Tyler Boyd. But for the sake of giving another answer, I look at T.Y. Hilton, a guy who has always delivered for us when he's healthy and when he's had a reliable quarterback. And even you know, looking just over his recent history, we had the Andrew Luck injuries the Andrew Luck surprise retirement. And T.Y. Hilton has still been able to put up pretty darn good numbers, all things considered, while that has been happening uh, around him. So now he gets a much safer quarterback floor in Phillip Rivers. He is easily the number one receiver in that offense. They added Michael Pittman. They're excited about Paris Campbell, but none of those guys hold a candle to what T.Y. Hilton can do. Your uh, tight end options aren't really going to take away too many looks, and both Jack Doyle and Trey Burton are already dealing with injuries uh, early on, or late on, excuse me, this summer early on for what will be the start of the regular season. So it just doesn't feel as though those guys are going to be big threats to T.Y. Hilton. Again, another guy who is easily his team's wide receiver one, and you are getting him at a wide receiver three price 
Robinson. Not only easily his team's wide receiver one DVR, but a guy who we have seen have fantasy wide receiver one seasons. Massive, massive seasons out of T.Y. Hilton. Just go back two years, 1,270 yards, six touchdowns. He can deliver those sorts of numbers again now that Phillip Rivers is in town. And hopefully... That helps you as you prepare for drafts that are definitely coming your way this week. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Be sure to check us out. Check out the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. And check out the Athletic Football Show with Robert Mays, which is just wrapping up its first week in existence here today. And guess what? You're going to hear some familiar voices on that show every single Friday when we bring the fantasy flavor to the Athletic Football Show. For DVR, I am Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15 is taking the Labor Day off. We will be back with you on Tuesday, ready to talk week one. Until then, have a great weekend and happy drafting.